0: And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys. With Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Good evening, Harper. How are you tonight? I'm good. You good? Did you have a good day? Yeah. What was your favorite part of the day? Mm -hmm. getting a new bracelet. Well, that's good, clean, fun. What about you, Brock? What was your favorite part of the day? Racing with carts. Oh, the go kart racing? Yeah. You went to a birthday party. It pays off to be good, good and kind to people. Not only because we're called to live that way in Christ, but also because. Generally, if you do stuff like that, you get invited to things like birthday parties. And that's pretty fun, isn't it? What about you, Trey? My favorite thing today was probably playing hockey outside. Just uh-huh. now, yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to doing it with hockey sticks. Real hockey sticks instead of walking sticks. Instead of walking sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a real hockey puck. Maybe even like a little hockey ball I mean, or something I mean, like that. A puck wouldn't go across cement that was a good that was a good time i i did enjoy that part of the night as well next thing we should buy is a hockey hockey nets i know i know we need hockey nets <laughs> i thought it was a great day it was like the way summer days kind of feel feel good the israelites during the time of jeremiah weren't having very fun summer days <laughs> or maybe they were but not in a good way and their fun days, are what they would say, fleshly fun days, uh, were about to end. We're going to skip chapter 19. There's nothing wrong with chapter 19. It just tells about more of the destruction uh, that is going to happen to Judah and Jerusalem, and prophesies a few things that are hard. So if you want to go read chapter 19, I encourage people to do that. But for the sake of little children's ears... We don't we don't, don't got to talk about certain things before I go to bed. But I'll just say is it like it too dark. Yeah, it, the the it, it's not it, it actually this prophecy is not what the Lord is going to do to them. It's what they're going to do to themselves in a certain circumstance when food becomes really there's a major shortage of food in the area. We'll let our listeners read chapter 19 and this is chapter 20. When the priest Pashur son of Emir. The chief officer in the temple of the Lord heard Jeremiah prophesying these things. He had Jeremiah the prophet beaten and put in the stocks at the upper gate of Benjamin at the Lord's temple. So the chief officer of the temple had the prophet beaten, chained up for prophesying the things that the Lord had told him. Things are messed up, right? When you hear that the prophet, the known prophet of the people, is being put in chains for prophesying what the Lord had told him, you may as well be trying to ask yourself whether or not that elephant at the New York Zoo is a human being or not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that story, Brock? Mm-hmm. That that's what the scientists were trying to decide in New York at the and the government too. Yeah, I know, Harper You don't get it, and normal human beings don't get that either. But mm, like, like, I, don't know what you're I, I know that's how crazy stuff is. What I'm saying is, they are as an actual elephant, and they had to have a like a big round table scientific discussion about whether or not that elephant was a human being. If it is a human being, then I'm a hedgehog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if it was in a costume. No, no. I know it doesn't make any sense and I'm glad it doesn't make sense to you it it doesn't make any sense the point is is that the world was messed up then and the world is messed up now things that shouldn't be talked about things that shouldn't be happening are happening we have to live in the middle of it I mean we have to fight for the right things we talked a little bit in the previous episode about yes sir right just Mm -hmm. sorry the response is yes sir doesn't matter how you feel about it Well, mom brought up a good thing for me that night, which was, you know, we teach our kids obedience, 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 obedience. So how do we expect them to grow up and when the government, which maybe is a tyrannical government or is not doing the things that Christ would want, right? Mm -hmm. How do we raise kids that know when to put their foot down and say, no, I'm not going to be obedient to that because we do preach a lot about obedience or we talk a lot about obedience. Mm -hmm. And that's a good skill set. I think the difference is it's always the word of God. That's number one, right? It's God himself, but what he's given us as his main way of giving us the information we need to know what to be obedient to is the word. The spirit obviously inside of us will testify to the things that are written in this word. And then, you know, mother and father, right? That And, and that's, that's biblical too. When a tyrannical government is doing the wrong things, and saying the wrong things and living the wrong way, we always look back at what Jesus Christ did, right? He didn't come in and start killing people in the government, right? He didn't do that, but he confronted them. He made them feel uncomfortable with the hypocrisies that they were saying. And he told them that's a lie. And he said things like, you know, you're you're all a bunch of snakes, right, to the authorities in his his life at the time or are or over israel at the time right he confronted them with the fact that they were not living according to god's word but he didn't go out of his way to like hurt them physically right uh, so i think he gives us a good example and that's the example we walk in obedience where god says obedience if obedience to the government means disobedience to god let's line up with god right Okay. Hopefully for this we don't get canceled. After Jeremiah was beaten up and put in chains, the next day when Pashur released him from the stocks, Jeremiah said to him, The Lord's name for you is not Pashur, but Magor Misabib. If I knew what Magor Misabib was, I would explain that. For this is what the Lord says. I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends. With your own eyes, you will see them fall by the sword of their enemies. I will hand all Judah over to the king of Babylon, who will carry them away to Babylon, or put them to the sword. I will hand over to their enemies all the wealth of this city, all its products, all its valuables, and all the treasures of the kings of Judah. They will take it away as plunder and carry it off to Babylon, and you, Pashur, And all who live in your house will go into exile to Babylon. There you will die and be buried, you and all your friends, to whom you have prophesied lies. So that's how he responds to what happened to him. As he tells the person that was in charge of that happening to him that you're going to pay dearly for your resistance to the word of the Lord. And the worst part about that is they're going to turn his name into Magor Misabib. What's the matter with that? I have no idea. You don't know his name. I don't speak the language, so I do not know. Verse 7. O Lord, this is Jeremiah complaining. O Lord, you deceived me, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out, proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. But if I say... I will not mention him or speak any more in his name. His words, ooh, ooh. his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I hear many whispering terror on every side. Report him. Let's report him. All my friends are waiting for me to slip, saying. Perhaps he will be deceived. Then we will prevail over him and take our revenge on him. That is the, that's a a good description of what the spirit of God is like in our hearts. I don't always get an immediate word when I'm out of alignment with the Lord. I don't always get this like feeling like, Oh God lets me know everything right away. But if I, if I give any action attitude or thought time, something that I'm devoting my heart to, or, or, you know, just my life to it's like, All of a sudden there's this discomfort or a comfort but it's like a word it's like a it's like something from the lord is in my heart and i cannot shake it and over time it just it feels like i'm trying to shut off a fire that's actually alive in my bones it's not like water you can just your fire you can just pour water on on your body and it goes out it's like no it's like a fire that's rising up in my bones and the lord wants me to do something and if i don't do it I'm not gonna have any the peace because the spirit is trying to work that's actually how i felt in midland one time during covid Mm. we were all cooped up and we couldn't go to church and i'd started to feel that way for quite a while it was a complex one and it's very difficult but i think that's the way real life is it's okay to not understand immediately let's not shut up that fire in our bones let's let it burn and then let's let it out that sound good? hmm Yes. Alright. We'll finish up chapter twenty tomorrow. I love you, kids. I love, love you, you too. You guys are good, kids.